0: I'm Carrie and this is Warhammer 40k book club where we read from a crack. This is episode number 74 and our book is Assassinorum Kingmaker by Robert Rath. The book is about the world of Dominion, the knight ruled world of Dominion and three assassins who were sent in to assure compliance, let's say. We posted several questions on our website, wh40kbookclub.com, and we encourage participation in our conversations via Twitter, YouTube, our site, or Vox channel. Spoiler warning! If you have not yet read this book, definitely check out, check out the book before listening to this episode, as we're going to be discussing from start to finish in great detail, and there's a lot going on in this book. Spoiler alert! Definitely ends in a phone call to Robbie Bobby. With that, let's dive in. First off, did you like the book?
1: I did. I like. I really did like it.
0: I loved this book. Um, I know it's early in the year. We're just in like literally just now in May. But this is definitely a contender for my book of the year. Oh, yeah, I definitely. I absolutely loved it. So usually we talk about like what parts stood out to you. But tonight we're going to start <laughs> with that, but also which dramatic reveal was your favorite a lot of dramatic reveals, a lot of like monkeys pounding keyboards. Dun, dun, dun. Uh,
1: probably finding out uh, who shot Racken in the first place.
0: And why. Yeah. Well, yeah. That it wasn't really even him they were going for. No, it was for. collateral damage. That sucks. So that sucks that he was collateral damage. I, so from the beginning, Pretty much from the beginning, about the time they land on Dominion, my husband and I were like, the King's dead and he has been dead. Like we were definitely on board with that. Uh, What we did not know was that it was in fact, (laughs) the Titan was corrupted. So that whole thing. And I feel like that was the central, one of the big central reveals, right? Because then you have, this is why Gwyn gets shot. Cause it's, it's kind of odd in the beginning, right? We're like, gwen mentions she's like oh they had to erase my mem banks oh that seems Mm -hmm. that seems harsh but okay and again they just kind of threw that in there like oh this this is the thing that happened and uh yeah that would be why
1: well they made a really big point to kind of make it seem like she was very unimportant very very unimportant until the end it was, like, the last, Until like, the several
0: end. chapters. I was
1: like, she's, like, taking a really big role
0: all of a sudden. Agreed. I had the same reaction. Basically, when her and Cold yeah go off, I was like, why would you take her? I mean, I guess because you're Vanis? Like, okay. it Yeah, it seemed a little weird. And so that was a really great reveal in general of just, look, not only is this, like, because Reagan mattered in his own way, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Because we'll get there in a second. But he, she, this whole thing is kicked off because of Gwen, this nobody essentially, right? They talk about how she's basically the mechanicus equivalent of lowborn, right? And you basically kickstart this whole thing, darling. Definitely a good reveal. I mean, there's and mean, of that. course, there was Leviathan.
1: Well, there's that, and then there's, you know, um, the reason why Dask set out to kill that first agent is not that they were planning secession. <laughs>
0: it was just that they were like, fuck, they know! <laughs> you know, the like, Inquisition's going to come. But that it's corrupted! Well, it's... Oh, my God. So you have secessionists on one hand. You have... My favorite line in this whole book is when Sikorak's posing as Raken is talking to uncle, to Baron Crane. And he's just, and she's just like, oh, why haven't you answered Gulliman's call? And he's like, he ordered us. He didn't ask us. My husband, like we both just started cracking up. My husband was like, so you're committing heresy because you didn't like the tone the Primarch used with you? Yeah,
1: I I got a I got a kick out of that. He was just like, he's forgotten that we're an ally. We've Finn been liked. around longer than the Imperium. Like, well, you know, if you wanna get on that, well technically the Emperor's been around longer than any of you guys, even before you founded this, but you know, whatever. Just it was so
0: interesting. And his it's so interesting because, again, I love the – this This is more of a macro political thing. Like the politics, we're going to talk a lot about the politics on this planet, but this goes beyond that. This is actually an imperial politics thing that I always find fascinating. So you have the Imperium and the Mechanicus who are allies, right? They're in kind of a codependent relationship with one another, but they don't actually report to one another. And now you have the Night Houses who are – also, kind of in that gray area, somewhere in between the Mechanicus and the Imperium. But an ally of both of them, too, who are like, oh, no, 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 we won't be ordered. Not to compare yet another faction to the Grey Gardens, but because these guys actually are still very regal and still very useful. Unlike the Dracari. Um but, but there is a lot of that where they're just like, oh, I'm sorry. Do you know who we are? Yeah, do you know who he is? Like it, this is a really, really obscure reference, but back in the early aughts, like when The Rock was first becoming a thing, there was this great, I think it was a pay-per-view, WWE uh, or WWF um, match. And he's like asking somebody who their name is and they go to answer and he's like, it doesn't matter who your name is because I'm The Rock. It just both of us were like, it doesn't matter who any of you people are. He's Robbie Bobby. He's Reboot Gulliman. And, and I do like how they're just like oh, this upstart Primarch.
1: Well, when they were calling him the usurper, I was like, well, that's interesting. Uh, he
0: can't usurp it. Oh my god! Right, you can't usurp what's like.
1: <laughs> anyway.
0: Well, and like, and they called they called Call a heretic. Well, like we already knew that Call was. But that, but that was um, the
1: uh, arch maintenancer. and yes. uh, so at that point, I was like, okay, maybe this is where the secession talk is happening—is like with them. But then when you find out that it's been corrupted, she's corrupted. It's kind of all part of it. It's like, oh, that all makes sense. No, no, they don't want call. So like, her being upset that the. Mechanicus might've looked looked at Jester had nothing to do with the fact of like, this is our domain. It was, shit, they might find it. <laughs> like,
0: sorry, that my other favorite dramatic reveal, speaking of that. So when they described fighting against House Morvain, right, they're like, oh, it was us and them and all of this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And then they were talking about the stained glass window, right, where they're like, and then, From the ashes, they pulled the king's body from the crown of dominion. There was an iron hand. And I'm like, the iron hands were there? That's random. But they don't mention the iron hands anywhere else in that battle. So, not gonna lie, and this is like the third time this has happened to me with a Warhammer 40k book. I was like, that's kind of crappy lazy writing. Like, oh yeah, just this one random iron hand show. Oh! When it was revealed to be a warsmith, I squeed. I had to set the book down to be like... <laughs> to be fair, so I didn't
1: think anything of that because it's very typical for only one Iron Hand to show up
0: somewhere. Kind of true, yeah. But it just seemed so weird and random. I was like, eh. And then, oh. And I could just imagine this Iron Warrior, I could just imagine the Arc maintenancer being like, oh, an Iron Hand! And him being like... Totally. Like, like looking around. What? Oh, me. <laughs> totally. Definitely an iron hand. And I do love when Colton is like, "Cause you're just a backwater planet. Watch yourself." No, you're a backwater planet. You're black.
1: You. But at the same yeah. time, though, Crane also had a very interesting uh, point of view about the Imperium. He's like, you know. First of all, you know, like they didn't ask. They didn't ask nicely. They demanded. And when his son was making comments, and he was just like, and he said, uh, he he said, when you've been around long enough and you see what happens when a lone planet does just fine for their own for so long, and then suddenly the Greenskins invade, and then there's not an Imperial ship to be found to save them. It's like you gotta like that's how you know that the Imperium is like basically. He's saying that. They demand all this of us and they don't give us anything like that's a extremely valid point. And the only reason why and to be fair, the only reason why they care about this planet is because you guys have this lost technology that you all talk about how it is lost. You don't know how to create new ones.
0: Yes. So let's talk about the Knights in general, because they are a very unique faction. Um, Do you like them? overall like and obviously not these guys in particular but just in general did you like the concept of the knights
1: i i do but i i mean that's i like the whole i i'm i was always like a medieval literature person so i like the whole idea of the knights and maybe that's one reason why i like the dark angels at the same time um so like there's andy clark's written a couple of knights books and i never picked them up because i was like i don't know what this even is but now i'm
0: kind of interested i really liked them and i'm definitely here for more of it i liked the whole they're very chivalric they're very Mm -hmm. arthurian right (laughs) there's especially with the leviathan um but the whole idea that there's this other faction right that basically is ruled by medieval courtly rituals and this very stratified Um, this very overly complicated and stratified society right with like the lists and the combined houses and but the idea that the knights first off you must request them politely RSVP I mean to Um, be fair
1: they're really busy with their tournaments instead of doing real battles with
0: these knights so on one hand I really liked them on the other, I found that repugnant. Yeah. Now I know that they were like, "Oh, well, like we don't use live ammunition. The only person who's actually armed on the field is the Crown of Dominion, and they, like, they had extra armor on them and stuff." But again, all I could think about was what a waste of resources.
1: Oh yeah, we're just like gonna, the time we're, we're going money. to time and money beat these things up constantly. Have them have them need repairs instead of being out there fighting Mm-hmm. it made sense it made me respect the free blades a whole hell of a lot more
0: a whole lot more but it made sense like um So like in an actual medieval setting, so like Game of Thrones or something like that, right? Where you have all of these families and this this was kind of similar here too, where you have all these families that have very tenuous pieces and they don't really like each other and there's a lot of politics and this is a controlled way to get some of that aggression out and establish dominance and, you know, old grudges and all that kind of stuff. They had that there, but I'm like, the Imperium is beset upon all sides by literally everything. A Primarch, a demigod walks amongst you. And you're jousting on the field?
1: Yeah, but that's like their problem. That's far away's <laughs> problem. It doesn't affect us. That's either. true. That's I true. Mean,
0: come on. Right, exactly. Like, the I guess this is just another Bored Rich People book in some ways, in right? In some ways, yeah. Yeah, like, you just see these people who, especially, like, and as much as I loved Hawthorne, right, even she, to an extent, was like, you know, like, our politics are just more important than that. Now, granted, it was because she was definitely turning. But it just, right. again... You guys could be doing stuff. As you said, it's like the Free Blades. It's like the Free Blades are actually going out and doing stuff. Speaking of doing stuff, what did you think of our team of merry murderers?
1: <laughs> you know, in many ways, this group reminded me of the band in Nemesis. Uh, just because different factions all together trying to work together, just the little quips back and forth. I was here for that.
0: I loved it. I, and I thought they played so well together, right? Um To be clear, the moment at which Wraith and Sycorax got engaged oh, was it. when she was when she dug the new king out of the night and held him aloft so that Wraith could headshot him. I was like, these two are engaged now. Oh see, I thought you were um,
1: gonna say they were engaged when she gave him some polymorphine.
0: Oh, they definitely hooked up then. Um, But no, that was like, I was like reading that and I was like, this is peak Warhammer 40k romance right here. But it also shows how well the temples work together, right? Like I say it facetiously, but it also just shows like, obviously not every case is a shapeshifter lifting it up so the sharpshooter can get it, but they just bounced off each other so well that murder montage where they start going through and killing all of the people that the council is talking about to elect oh my god um
1: that what did that remind me of i think you had actually reminded me of a scene in dick tracy when uh dick tracy warren Beatty dick tracy yes warren Beatty dick tracy where they uh where he's like spying on uh i remember the main bad guy's name but uh, al pacino plays him but he um was he flat top no no not no no not flat top it was big boy something like that big boy i think yes big boy Uh, but he was short that was like the funny thing with it anyway he um and so it's like any any of his things that he called in there was somebody there to arrest them because they because they were spying on him. It just really kind of r- reminded me of that, except that I heard much more upbeat music than there was in, in Dick Tracy, because Madonna wasn't singing, for starters. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that, that that cracked me up. It's just like, oh, so this guy's next. What do we know about him? Oh, I'm on it.
0: <laughs> I love me a good murder montage. Love one. Um, and that was phenomenal especially because like they'd be like oh this person oh that person's dead and i did like when they were like we haven't told anyone about this and it was all kind of happy little accidents right my right. favorite one was the woman who they catch in her carriage as she's driving oh, yeah. into town yeah the peasant revolt and sicker x is like yeah i barely had to do anything to light that kindling and um no that was yeah
1: Cone. Cone who had like spread Cold, I think Colin dispersed the information and like made like one comment at the bar.
0: That's what she said and she's like yeah. barely had to do anything there. Like, y'all want to go kill a noble? Yeah, we do! Uh, cool. Let's go. That's how I imagine that scene going. Like, oh. Alright, lead the way. Like, Oh my god. Um, that was great. And I loved how everybody brought a strength. And I did like how in the beginning Wraith's like I'm going to be the leader. And then very begrudgingly, he has to realize, okay, I'm strong. I have my strengths, but I can't do what Cole and Sycorax can do. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was fun. What did you think of them like as people? So like with their abilities and just their, their behaviors. Like one of the things that shocked me is that I, obviously I knew that the, um, I knew that the uh, the Calidus need polymorphine. It didn't even occur to me that they would be that, like, hooked on it. Like, when she was just like, oh, my muscles will fall right off my bones.
1: Also, if oh, I like, was just like, are you a drug addict? She goes, yeah, of course I am. Duh. Like it's
0: like that's it when he's just like, are you a drug addict? Yeah. <laughs> the whole temple is, like, spoiler alert. Right. <laughs> Because I think everybody knows, and I did like that too. Like everybody knows that the Eversaurs are crazed drug addicts, right? Everybody knows that. But they don't know about the other temples. So he's just like, what do you mean you have to have polymorphine? Duh. (laughs) And the whole idea of the muscles
1: just sliding off the bones just really hurt me on the inside.
0: If you've ever torn a muscle, like I just imagine it like that times 10. Like mu- muscle belongs attached. <laughs> but when they ever they described her shapeshifting too, and I did like when Raken when she talks about like her face shifting and he's like, "Ooh," and she's like, "So people die every day. You just have to talk to someone who makes you uncomfortable." Right. I loved that, but the whole description of her, like, shape-shifting, that scene when Wraith is tracking her, and he talks about her, like, do that hole. Oh, like, being a serpent, and he was like, she's a... Yes!
1: On her belly, and And even he
0: was like, ew. Like, it just, all of these guys are cool, but, like, Wraith, right? When Wraith is like, I barely sleep, I, like... We are so conditioned and coded. And then you have coln who has so much information going through her head. They're... It's interesting because every time we get to see these human characters, they're all strong, amazing characters. And yet so fundamentally broken as people. Because that's what it takes. Right. Like, And I did like, well, like when Wraith, when Sycorax would be like, you don't understand how people work. Like, I liked when he was like, well, can't you go seduce him? And she's like, okay, let's break this down. I liked that, too, because it wasn't, like, a tawdry, that's sexist and misogynist moment. She's just like, okay, you've been locked up for two weeks, and all of a sudden, a pretty nurse comes in who wants to bone you, and you're not going to be like, what? (laughs) She's just like, that's the dumbest plan I've ever heard of.
1: Well, I mean, just the fact that she's like, look, we just can't go do this thing. I just can't turn into, like, this, you know sex on a plate and it's going to work like you have to think about how yeah just yeah
0: you know because like even when, me.
1: when when she was picked up like on her mission you know who knows how many weeks she'd been studying that character and what that guy needed you know all these things
0: yeah. yeah and of course they they set you up to think that she's gonna be the kind of giggly girl and nope she's the dude
1: right. like
0: she was just so much fun but i did love that where it's like you don't even understand how people work do you and he's like not really no
1: well no because he <laughs> just lines up shots and takes off their heads and
0: moves on and sets a really mean landmine <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, that scene was great i uh that was very cinematic too while well, he's like sniping the people out on the field with Sycorax and like turning behind him to shoot people coming up the stairs yeah just well done well done so I do have one one complaint about the whole book though tell me I got really
1: really tired of the um... this person's probably dead cliffhanger it happened a lot. Um, like, uh, gosh, like n- near the end, like Sycorax, uh, like wheeled around. And next thing she knew, she's looking down down the barrel of a gun and heard the click. Meanwhile, over here. Yes. Yes. That happened like at least three or four different times. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, look, at this point, like, so when they said Colne was dead, I didn't believe it. If he hadn't done so many cliffhangers like that, I would have believed Colin was dead and probably would have been very upset because Colin was my favorite character of the whole thing.
0: Uh, so, like, well, who was it? Who was it? Oh. oh, it was Wraith. When Wraith is going to talk to Dask and they're like, and then his world exploded yes. in fire. And I that, was like, Kilt.
1: Uh, and, um, oh, wait, no, not Kilt. And then Raken had one
0: as well. Mm-hmm. Um
1: mm-hmm.
0: or um Well, because Sycorax at the end thinks Raken's dead. Because remember when she's charging in Jester? Right. She's like, when she says, she's just like, this is for Raken. Right. Bruh's Bros alive. Which that was like the perfect cover, by the way. So the Leviathan could still be the pilotless knight because Raken's pilot and Jester. Everybody right. saw him get in. Happy little accident. I loved that scene too. By the way, that was a scene that stood out when she gets into the into Jester at the oh, end right. there, and Jester tries to kill her, and she's like, "Fine, I'm an assassin." And then Jester's like, "Go on." Wait, what? Now, <laughs> now, now we're listening. And I did like when she realized that she could make Jester move like her, rather than trying to just move Jester. That was super well, right? Fun because,
1: too. well, she said she didn't realize how much Jester had been fighting her. At that point, when they realized, when the spirits realized what was going on, they just, they let her go instead of, because like uh, Gwen said it, and I know that the Arch Maintenancer also said it, that the machine doesn't serve the man. The man serves
0: the machine, so it's that constant yes. fight. Yes. I loved that whole concept. It reminded me so much of Avatar The Last Airbender, whenever Aang would go into the Avatar state, mm. he would get to talk to all the previous Avatars. Right. The um the one that was constantly like, This is not Raikin. That voice was one hundred percent Kyoshi. Let's be real. Um so did you so the the whole move the whole book, the movie, the book kind of revolves around the politics of Dominion. First off Did you you like their political, their structure? Did it make sense? The old structure, I should say? I mean, yeah, it made sense. Didn't mean it
1: was, like, any good. (laughs) I mean, you basically had your modern Montagues and Capulets in there. It's really what it was.
0: More or less. But I liked the idea that they both had legitimate claims. Pretty much. (laughs) I did like that they both had legitimate claims to the planet. And you could see how right. that would have caused a real kerfuffle.
1: Well, I mean, it's something that's realistic, too. Like, it's it's stuff that happens, like, in real
0: life. Yes. Yes. And I liked the whole idea that they have, like, this... They have, they have a structure to deal with this, okay? So we'll send people from the houses to make this one unified house, and there you go. Right. Not perfect, but it works. Did you like the political intrigue? Because there was a lot of moving pieces in this book dealing with the politics of dominion. People against people, people that you thought were on your side, but weren't on your side, vice versa. People who were pretty much waving their flag out in the
1: open. Let's be clear. This was like the Alpha Legion government. All right. You don't know who's doing what, what they're overall purposes, like what the you know what the overall plan is like when achara like spills everything to colon i was like holy hell i didn't know there was those that many connections and who knew what and
0: who didn't know what
1: it was insane
0: posthumously loved Akara. i thought she because at first i was kind of like you're just the puppet master like you're basically the shadow queen here because the king is clearly like we've already pieced together he was dead but then that scene at the li- at the tournament when he like blurts out all that stuff and she's like oh god what is going on here so then when she tells Coln kind of the whole thing okay you're fine you made a bunch of really bad mistakes oh yeah but you're not a bad person you just, you, you done effed up A.A. Ron. I mean, they did, but sad thing is, like, they knew.
1: I can't remember. Did Atara know that the Titan was
0: corrupted? He, I think she had an inkling. Of okay. T- but see, again, it goes there's back there's something's like, like, not right here. Because right, remember, they're... she thought that he was holding it at bay.
1: And he might have been. Who knows? But then again, but remember,
0: she said when they killed him, she's like, oh, Jesus.
1: When they We're killed him. Throne. Right. Yeah. Um, but, they, but But she even admitted they didn't know how long he'd been dead. So yep. when they assumed he was, but they didn't know either. So I think like when he spoke. Like that terrified everybody uh so but actually, i liked that when he, i liked that it was good misdirection it, yeah that when the arch but however when the arch i was already suspicious of the arch maintenancer, which you were supposed to when she was already talking about like i don't like belisarius call either but the fact that she was basically openly being a heretic against the mechanicus and the imperium
0: casually no
1: less right um when she like you know it's kind of funny because when you start speaking and she, I totally imagine her like running in and sliding underneath like she's like some grease monkey at a mechanic, you know, sliding right underneath and starts, you know, fixing and then c- coming back out and he's quiet again. I was like, um, at that point, like you've done something and it's not that you've like calmed him down or something like you've like turned something off <laughs> type yes. thing. Like like there's there's something like, you you know more. Then you're letting on. And of course and I didn't know what Achara knew. Or um, I'm pretty sure Yuma knew nothing. Yuma. Yes. I wanted to like Yuma. And one point. On one hand I respect him. Because he's loyal. to a, But he's loyal to a fault. Like. And he's like. I'm like. Y'all voted for this guy to be king. So of course I'm going to bow down to him. Even though he's talking about overthrowing the empire. And the power of the eight. I'm going to difference between being loyal and then going, I'm going to go be a lemming and run off
0: the edge for you. Yes. That was disappointing with Yuma. I I, I wanted to like Yuma. I felt that Yuma was very genuine. And, and then, and he kind of felt like he was and, above the politics, right? With we the whole, like, th- I don't want a squire. And because he didn't have yeah. a squire, he wasn't corrupted. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, then he um yeah, then it turned out that he kind of was. Well, which was well because the astropath was spreading the message. Correct. And just uh I don't know. He was frustrating, but you're right. That was one thing I did like is you didn't really know where everybody stood. Didn't know where Crane stood, definitely didn't know where Hawthorne stood. Mm-mm. Honestly, I would have expected Hawthorne to have been very much against all of this. Shows what I know about people.
1: Um, I, but I, I honestly, it's hard to say because we don't know, like, if she was already corrupted when when Raken came back. We have, we have no,
0: no. Probably she probably was. She probably was. But the scene to me that was like, "Oh, you're in much more control of yourself than anybody else," is when she kills Crane. I loved the idea that she's a heretic. She's 100% for House Morvain, but she will be goddamned if she is letting her brother-in-law kill her son. I loved that. When she goes in to Raikin's rescue and then she's like, all right, son, let's go. And he's like, no. Right. Your traitor mother is proud of you. Like that I thought was fun, but totally mispegged her, totally mispegged Dask. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I just totally mispegged ass, but I think you were supposed oh my God. to. You were right? definitely supposed to, because nobody trusts the spy master. We saw that in Watchers of the Throne 2 Electric Boogaloo, right? Nobody trusts the assassins and the spymaster. Well, for good reason. Because again, like be maybe if you tried talking to people. <laughs> right. And not being the queen of the shadowy underworld. I don't know, I'm just going out on a limb here. Um, additionally, Akara was another one that I was like, I don't know your whole role in this. We definitely suspected the arc Maintenancer because you were supposed to. And yet, even her reveal at the end there when she's just like... like it, the thing that's interesting to me a lot of times is Warhammer 40k. And we've seen this before, right? But it's always a fun little plot point to me is when... Fear of the Inquisition and being found out supersedes any logic, and then you just make a situation a hundred times worse. Right. Because now you legit have chaos on your planet. <laughs> Before maybe, I don't know, maybe the Inquisition comes down, they ask some uncomfortable questions, you have to go through some weird stuff, they definitely kill a bunch of people. But maybe you salvage more than you did this way because they're not going to kill the knights because again priceless technology they would have found
1: I, they would have brought in the mechanicus
0: to come in and fix the knights which
1: then again the arch couldn't have handled because they don't didn't like the mechanicus coming in and touching the precious knights
0: it's all so territorial
1: well that and oh my gosh I think she said it I think Hawthorne said it and I know Crane said it where they all said that new is heresy because she said new technology Loved is heresy that. and he was just like there t- he he would, when was when cream's going off about gilliman he was like he's changing things that's heresy which of course makes you think of wayne's world like we fear change we Fear change <laughs>
0: <laughs> we with, actually made that exact joke i
1: mean complete with like a hammer and the moving hand and the hand yeah i mean it's just it's perfect it's absolutely perfect but it is But yeah, but that's why they don't want the Mechanicus looking at the knights. Most Mm -mm. likely is that they don't want them to be able to make them better or figure out how they're made because that's not how history dictates and that's just how we are.
0: Or the whole spirits of the ancestors thing. I don't see
1: why they'd have a problem with that.
0: We always talk about machine spirits and shit. How is this any Uh, different? Yeah but it's not literal personalities. Like, I will say that was the one thing that I found exceptionally interesting, especially with the Leviathan. When the Leviathan started talking to Raikin and was basically pulling a Lady of the Lake and is like, you need to now defend your realm, will you? Ancestors, question mark? AI, question mark? This is all dark, dark Age of Technology stuff. Nobody knows how it works. Because you remember there's that really interesting scene when Sycorax is telling Cole and she's like, oh my god, I had to talk to the Ancestors. And Cole's like, watch it. You're not actually talking to the Ancestors. It's just like a simulated program, basically. And Sycorax is like, sure. Oh, like, I don't even she...
1: I don't believe it's yeah. a simulated program
0: at all. I don't either, but that's that gets into an uncomfortable because you're essentially talking about somebody's personality or spirit if you will being attached into this machine or the other option being that it is some type of ai that basically because you carrie piloted this night for so long the ai has taken on parts of your personality and is like oh carrie would say this right here carrie would not trust this carrie would love this like there's so many weird, uncomfortable questions there that they do not want the Mechanicus or the Inquisition looking at, right? Because all you need is see, one person to decide. I don't see decide.
1: anything different than the machine spirits. This was like the first time I was like, okay, I get the machine spirit now. But if you're saying that's not what the machine spirit is, then I think the machine spirit's full of shit. And this is like the real
0: deal when we talk about machine spirits. I don't even know. Because the machine spirit is typically not that sentient. It's more of like a, like a feeling, right? Like, Because they talk a lot about how, well, this one's particularly ornery. Or this one, there's, um, I think it's in Titanicus, written by um, Dan Abnett. One of the guys takes over a warhound titan and they tell him, they're like, this one's very, very chippy. You're going to have to really fight it. Because it will just charge into battle. And sure enough, he gets into it and he's like, Oh my God, I can't control this thing. It just wants to go fight. And he gets into a really terrible situation because the the Warhound Titan is like, We're going. But it's more of like a feeling. He doesn't actually talk to it. Like these people are conversing with this. Which kind of reminded me, I guess along your lines, but again, this gets into some dangerous territory. Do you remember in the Fabius Bile books, Butcher Bird? Yeah. Butcher Bird was almost approaching sentience, not really a feeling, because remember it was honorary, and it would pitch yeah, fits but, and get really pissy. Yeah,
1: but I assumed also that was just warp shit. I mean, look at, you know uh, 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 Vorks' ship It talked about how it was becoming you know, like a more like a living thing over time
0: It's the argument I would use to tell the Mechanicus and the Inquisition that it was totally cool though like oh no 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 there's a death guard ship that's just like this. That's no cool. no no I'm saying but
1: <laughs> no no I'm saying that to me that's different because that was saying that's totally morphing into something else because of all the warp energy. Uh, I mean if we're gonna get into the semantics here between machine spirit and like warpcraft and everything, well count me out. I'm because I totally because honestly the uh, whole thing with the whole idea with the omnissiah. Of the machine spirit, like just for whatever reason, rankles me in 40k. Like I have a big problem with the whole idea of the machine spirit. So with I love it. See, with this, this I understood more because this to me made more sense. And I think it's because it maybe goes back to some medieval stuff where they talk about you know the spirit still being in the armor and things like that. To me, that was no. No different and I could also very much so see that, you know, that they spent so long like in these nights, like part of their subconscious just stays there. It just, you know, if we're gonna get if we're gonna like let our imaginations go, that's just that make that to me makes far more sense than a machine spirit.
0: I really like the concept of the machine spirit, but and this is like a whole like I I could fill an hour just going through on my philosophy on this because I have a lot of like what is this is this ai like what are we approaching here so we've touched a little bit on this but how do you feel about raken in general as a character did he were you invested in his quote-unquote redemption i really liked him i did too
1: i liked him from from the beginning because here's this guy who just wants to like prove that he's better than you know piloting a, an armager. and it's you know just because we have like we but you're a fang and you're actually a disavowed fang because the way that what your mother wanted so you will never rise above piloting an Um and he feels like his uncle was trying to his great uncle was trying to kill him so he goes and becomes a freeblade and then he's like I can never go back home because of how I acted just to come back so and he's lost you know he's not able to use his legs the way that he used to so yes I understand that he would go to the bottle little bit. Life kind of, you know, he's a very unha- unhappy person. Comes back. Oh. Uh, the line that really sold me on him, though, is when he's talking to Wraith, and they're watching the, um, kind of like in the tournament, and they're watching them slaughter, like, all the prisoners or whatever, and he can't handle it, and he's like, fruit you out in battle. And he goes, there's just something about sometimes it takes you leaving home to
0: really see it for what it is. Mm. and I was right there like okay now I've really that was the turning point for me as yeah. well I actually did not like him at the beginning of the book oh, because he just he reminded me of such a privileged spoiled rich kid like oh I pilot the super cool dark age of technology thing but it's just not the coolest of them I could be doing something better and like so I didn't like him I actually found him rather repugnant and then that line happened and I was like oh there's there's more to you than I assumed. And then after that, like, you start to see him actively being like, okay, I need to figure this out. And I need to figure this out. And I need to start doing things. And pretty much when he finds Leviathan and she reveals, right, when she... Leviathan's totally a girl in my mind. But when she makes... Because Lady of the Lake. um, When she reveals, when she's just like, why do you think your family has only ever had one child? Why do you think your family has only ever highlighted jester. Why do you think none of your family rises above that? With, like, it basically gets drawn out for him, and he's like,
1: But as Leviathan explained, because your father died too soon, he was never able to explain, explain anything. to you. Him. Yeah. Yes. And also, always like, thought that was always I think fun. other Raken's big thing was when they were trying to force him into Red Sky, and he was, mm-hmm. started asking a whole bunch of questions. Like, well, why can't I just manually operate Jester? If you just need the armature, like, why do you need this? And now, and then they start trying to shove him in there. And he's, but the fact that he was actually asking questions, like, right there, it's like, yes.
0: N- now He had grown as yeah. a person.
1: Like, well, why yes. do you want me to do this? Why are you forcing me into this?
0: I almost feel like his... It was time I didn't,
1: with... I didn't like Vasa anyway, so it was fine that she got killed.
0: There's a few characters that that end scene when I think it's Vasa and that other dude are like the dogs snapping at each other, and then they like f off into the warp. I was like, good riddance, bad rubbish. It's <laughs> Lovely when the trash takes itself out. Um, I. Yes, I, I liked that because it showed that you've spent like you've spent like two months around these assassins, but you've learned you've learned to be like, mm, but why? But why, though? But why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. So did you see like we've talked about some of the plot twists here? Did you see any of them coming? Were they effective? Did you like them? Because there were a lot of twists in this one.
1: There were a lot of twists. And honestly, I didn't really see any of them coming. Like, I didn't expect the king to actually be dead. because you know, he spoke. Oh, shit. Okay. Now, I didn't... Do, what I was actually kind of expecting with the king, though, was not that he was dead, but kind of a... um. Oh, the Necron books we just read. Kind of that situation where he's, like, a mad king. Like, not really all, right, right. all there. Right, That's kind of more what I was expecting mm-hmm. than anything. But, I mean, that was... No. There was nothing that, that I saw coming. Like, really not even the ending with colm
0: oh oh my gosh we'll talk about that in a second um i so we saw two things that we kind of saw one was that the king was dead <laughs> long but live the king cer- certainly certainly did not be any of like how he died why he died what was going on with the crown of dominion like we assumed that he had been corrupted not the crown um and then i knew that the whole Rebels in the Hinterland thing, something was not right with that. The whole time I was like, mm, this is, feels like a distraction. This feels like there's oh, yeah. something else going on here. Did not at all peg it as being, oh yeah, we've been working with House Morvain out there. Like, did not peg that, did not see that coming, did not see Morvain coming, even though, which I felt so stupid, because in hindsight- Well, they kept when talking House about Morvain... that
1: battle over and over and over again.
0: The number of times they mentioned Morvayne, when they showed up, I was like, oh, huh, Morvain. I felt so dumb. I was like, oh. I did probably giggle. Probably just have seen
1: that one coming. With those rebels, it was like, you know, they painted themselves in purple ink because they found purple ink. It's like, well, actually, no, they didn't, but Strider was red, Rao
0: is blue, and red and blue make purple. <laughs> like, like, I did like when he's like, and oh, when you take Strider red and Rao blue, they perfectly <laughs> make Morvain purple. I was like, did did nobody think of that? Like, maybe make your colours green and yellow. Just I mean, throw I, that out there. I giggled. I did too. Because I was just like, oh god, you guys.
1: But it's funny <laughs> that it's funny that you say that because then what, what color is Leviathan? Green. Green. The other very much not. The other primary colour combination. Yes. Well, one
0: other one. But yeah, most well, not a primary color, but no, it's yes, like
1: primary color combination. Oh yes, yes, yeah, the,
0: the yes. other secondary color. Yes. But I loved that. But I can just imagine. I kind of get maybe giggle because I had like images of like people accidentally spilling the paint and making purple and being like, oh, "Clean it up! We <laughs> can't have purple." Like, did nobody cross the streams in the past? <laughs> or like, did they just execute that person? Like, they might oh, have just made morphine purple. Sorry, don't trust anything purple. It's not purple; it's lavender. <laughs> we threw some white in; it, it's fine. Um, so let's talk about this because this was a big twist. Really quickly here, what did you make of the whole astropath slash colon ending? And uh, did you see that coming? I
1: did not see that coming. Um, a lot of it kind of reminded me of the end of the book, uh, *Space Odyssey 2001*, where I'm just like. Oh, we get here and there's like the star child thing. Like, wait, what? Did I miss something? And like, I remember the astropath. I remember that being mentioned. And I remember when it dawns on her, there's an astropath. That's how the message is getting out. Correct. But... I guess for me it's like i understand why she wants to go find this missing memory chip like she needs to find this thing it's very very important because that can like reveal like a whole bunch of blah 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 but i guess i don't understand fully why
0: that has to be done off the books that's the part that i had trouble putting together i understood the i understand the who what when and where i did not understand the why And I felt really bad because I was like, we got to the end of it and I was like, dude, I think I missed something. Like, did I tune out? But my husband was like, yeah, I'm not putting together the why either. And then we were talking with friend of the show, Panny Mauser, And she also was like, "Mm, I'm not sure I understand the why either, but I'm here for it. I'm here for it too. I think really funny thing too is that Panty also mentioned that Coln was her favorite character well I think Gwyn but also Colne and I really liked Coln too she was probably the most human of the assassins but yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't trust her in my house
1: oh, well, at no. all she'd just look around my room and probably find like 10 things that she could turn against me like just with information right, right?
0: and then the whole house would be bugged when she left for sure I'm intrigued. I know that there's a bunch of short stories with all of these characters. I'm going to go and read all of them now. Um, Apparently there's actually a short story where Sycorax kills Quivarian. Mm. So gotta go read that now. Um, I'm hoping that we get to see more of them. Like the ending in general, where do our assassins go from here? We have Coln off the books, trying to hunt down the astropath and what's going on there. We have Wraith, Kind of turning down Sakara's Primus, but kind of keeping that option open just in case. And wanting to work with Sycorax again. Who definitely has to go home to her temple because she literally can't live without polymorphine. Right. But they're also sleeping together, so there's a little bit of a romance there. Hey, she says! She's like, you're sleeping much better now. Well, nice Caiaphas Cain type I, I didn't no even put that together I did not put that together Oh, at all it could just be me hoping but when she says she's like you're sleeping better not like this oh you told me that you're sleeping better just factual you're sleeping better it's also sicker acts though let's be real she could just be tiptoeing around in the air vents flithering and she's know. like oh he's asleep but where do they go from here
1: I don't know More murder and mayhem? (laughs) Well, of course murder and mayhem.
0: I, well, because there was, there were politics with them too, right? The whole, we're trying to exit all three of you stage right because you came in contact with the Conqueror Worm virus.
1: Well, that and Wraith is just more a matter of convenience. We don't want to have the Sicarius Primus.
0: We already have an M of O so james bond so james bond i actually as much as i dislike james bond i loved that entire intro i'm here from mmo and i also liked in the beginning how they used very gender neutral terms because in a very assassin way you don't need to know the identity of this person right at all yep this person is the master of operations that's all you need to know doesn't matter (laughs) She, he, they, them, Zee, Zer, doesn't matter. They are master of operations. I love that. That's so fun to me. It's like extra mysterious and cloak and daggery. Cloaks on top of cloaks. With the daggers probably in between the cloaks. At least two. Like they've got layers. Right. One on the outside, one in the middle, one on the bottom. It's like a club sandwich of murder. Or in case they get hungry totally just kill something <laughs> um yes there's a lot of politics going on there i would actually like if he does a sequel which God, i hope so um i really loved this book uh i would like to see a little bit more of the politics because obviously we're going to see that through Cole, right because mm-hmm. she's trying to protect the vanus um I would like to see that. I would like to see a little bit more of that. I'd like to see them on another mission where they get to go and infiltrate and kill some people and do what they do best. But the assassinorum is so interesting in general, right? Mm-hmm. Chris, I also wonder like, does Gilliman know this happened? has to end in a phone call to Gollum and not only, and we'll talk a little bit about Dominion's new political structure but hey Rob do we lost a bunch of knights just in the fighting and we lost a bunch of knights to House Morvain. Anyways, okay, thanks bye like this is priceless technology and what was the the assassin's one directive do not Destroy the knights. We also just destroyed a priceless crown of dominion. Yeah, but <laughs> it's, it was corrupted. It was corrupted. Not much you could do about that. <laughs> Sorry, that one wasn't our fault. Blame the Iron Warriors. I Next really, time you see Peter Turbo. I feel really bad for a dagger crane. Well, it was. So we're reading it and they're coronating him and putting him in there. And I'm like like 80 pages left in this book this isn't gonna go well or like but totally I didn't think it was gonna wrong. go like that not at all as soon as they put the spike in and like he went like like froze up and they were like oh and cousin birds Gwyn is like oh he's taking it really hard oh no 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 <laughs> this, this is not gonna go well for him I liked him I thought he seemed like a genuinely reasonable guy who kind of remembered his oaths as a knight. Which is probably why he had to die. Well, he did not play the Game of
1: Thrones very well.
0: He did not play the Game of Thrones well. Neither did our assassins, technically, since they're the ones who essentially propped him up there.
1: Whoops. (laughs) Whoopsie. It was a little, like, they thought they had all the information, and it turned out they did not. They did not.
0: Um, t- turns out the situation was way more complicated than they intended. Um, but also... <laughs> Much I, like a uh, certain Belisarius
1: Call book that we read with the... Uh, what was that chapter?
0: Yeah. Uh, the, the, uh, 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 oh my god, I cannot think of who it was now. Oh, that. yeah, because you could never figure out why he was being all tragic and obnoxious of, nope, we're good. We do not need to resurrect our gene seed at all. Let's just go ahead and bring in the Primaris. Yeah. Accepting it very, very Ugh. well. Emperor Sides Scy- Skies? Sides. Scythe? yes, the Emperor sides. Yeah. That's who it was. Um, <laughs> poor Sides. Um, Belisarius. go. I guess what I'm saying is that a lot of the books that are dealing with the Mechanicus as of late, things are not what they seem. I um, ah,
1: wonder why I don't like he- them.
0: Loved Gwen. Gwen was great. Our new arc maintenancer. So, this definitely ends in a phone call to Robbie Bobby, but do you think Dominion will thrive from here? Like, is this all a good thing with this new power structure that they've essentially made? I think it will be, because uh, they're going to need to be united
1: like this to, uh, to defeat Morvain. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, technically the story's not over because they're still out there, right? So... Yes, correct. So we have to have a second book, Mr. Wrath.
0: Uh, yeah. We, like, need to have a second book. It's not It's not even a... Yeah. yeah. Um, I like it, but I also kind of imagine because it's Warhammer 40k, this is great right now. Let's give it a few thousand years because I bet... The old system was really great when it was first started too, right? After all their civil war, I'm sure they were like, oh, this is perfect. This would be great. Ten thousand years later.
1: Or the next Tyran invasion. I
0: mean <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. Um I but I liked I like that they're set up really well. And I feel like that'll kind of maybe make the conversation a little better with Rob. you call him just be like so. We lost a lot of nights. Um, house Marvain gained some nights, but we did clean house, and we are we're coming to war. I just, I though? really want to. I just
1: really wonder if he knows about the Assassinorum. He might. I mean, because I don't. It's hard to say, like what he knew. At a, uh, God, uh, words are hard for me tonight.
0: Uh, we already okay, because he did work but, with the well. Uh, yeah he did work with the the assassins it was the electric boogaloo book but yeah watchers of the throne too help me yes thank you the Regent's shadow
1: yes that that one uh but we don't know if like he was like all part of the assassin Orb. and it's probably because i still have in my head from the book nemesis that he and doran were very against using assassins
0: i think we have a different bob I think, because I think he really, I think he probably knew. Like when the Master of Assassins was like, "I'll take care of it." I'm sure that Gulliman wasn't like, "Oh, good, excellent, have them over for tea." Like, but although I did sure,
1: love, I'm not sure he knew that they were even called because I think he sent out his summons and then you know, but they they had a plant there. I don't well, think they, I don't think they let Gulliman know that. Oh, by the way, it sounds like they're going to secede. I don't think they let him know that at all. They just took care of it because he has other things on his mind.
0: Pretty much. Well, I think he knows that they didn't answer. So I'm sure he sends, like, calls up Tara on the old dog and bone and is like, <laughs> fix the glitch. Right? Like, I like I would imagine at this point a lot of Gulliman's conversations are fix the problem. Like, I don't care what the problem I know what the problem is. Just fix it fix it fix it maybe he
1: he might have known because I'm reading uh, no no fear they talk about how his ability to multitask is insane like how he's able to keep one eye on the data streams while he's doing like all his other paperwork is able to file every little thing away so it's very possible
0: it's possible that he knows exactly what's going on here it's possible that he just has like a guy like maybe he just calls up the I don't know if he calls up the Lords of Terra if he calls up the head of the Assassinorum and is like Fix it, Like, I don't know who he tells to do it, or he just trust them to get it done. Right. I don't know exactly. All I know is that when he asked them to come help and he gets no response that he was like, nah, <laughs> that's not gonna fly. I need these guys. Um, I have no idea. I did like, because he definitely knows the Assassinorum's a thing, right? But I did like, because I think it's Dask who's like, what if the Assassinorum's here? And all the other nobles are like, that's not even a thing. Yeah, that, I laughed at that. Except for where it is, and they're listening in on you guys.
1: I totally imagined
0: them going, they don't think we're a thing. <laughs> all of them just look at each other and go. Mm. Especially Colm. Told Colm them, was giggling I really them, hard. we already got one. <laughs> <laughs> that's really what exactly. i <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. It is uh Yeah. There's so many layers to the Imperium. I love how they continually are like, oh this doesn't exist. This doesn't exist. Oh that's not a thing. You no. Know? But it is. An iron in a world where an iron warrior can be an iron hand, anything is possible. I'm actually surprised that he was just like, excuse you. <laughs> Iron hands? What? I can just imagine him laughing at his helmet. Just like, oh my god. Because he says out loud, laughs in iron hands. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, laughs in Medusin. Pretty much. So this, so this was, I loved this book. This is definitely my Front runner of the book of the year. I know that we have a lot of other really great things coming out too. Yeah. Um, well,
1: I was like when you said it was like your book of the year, I was like, no, I can't do that. And I was like looking through the books that we've read. I was like, my oh God, we've read a lot of good books. Like I, like I yeah. really liked this one, but shit. I mean, I really liked Catachan Devil* and I really liked *Volpone Glory* and I liked *Steel Tread*. Um, I liked *Krieg*.
0: Yes. I *Volpone Glory* was. It, if I had to... I'm looking at our list right now. If I had to go in order, it's probably Kingmaker, Volpone, Steel Tread. But then it also kind of depends on my mood because Volpone and Steel Tread might switch places a little bit. Um, oh, This is going to be hard. I can already tell the Throne of Light coming out soon. We are actually... And this is partially because of me, because I have an intense hockey travel schedule for the next two weeks. Um, we're gonna do something a little different and dabble in the Horus Heresy for well, our next I also book. don't have our next book. Mine hasn't even been I've... shipped yet. Oh, mine's been shipped. But I'll have it on Tuesday. Or sorry, Wednesday. Air quotes because I'll believe it when it shows up on my doorstep. Um We are gonna dabble into the Horus Heresy a little bit and read Sigismund by John French. This is part of the same series as Valdor and Luther. And I think both of us previously, when we still were running our Patreon, we both did, uh, we both loved Valdor and Luther. I like hardcore went over the moon for Luther. Hmm. So I guess what I'm saying is my expectations are a little high for this one. Well, that is is a shh. It's Sigismund. He's the canon angry Marine.
1: He was too angry to die. That's why he
0: lived for so long. He was literally too angry to die.
1: Waiting Um, waiting for uh, Abaddon to come out of the wart.
0: I looked for you.
1: God, that's still one of my favorite scenes.
0: Sigismund! That? Buddy! (sighs) We were just talking about that the other night. Because it's such an amazing scene it's it's sad it's kind of humorous it's exciting and thrilling yeah it's just a great scene um but i kind of like low-key want that to be my first words to someone someday like after i'm ignoring them when they're talking to me and just look at them and be like i looked for you (laughs) (laughs) and then you know shank them and have people be like even though she's older she still moves faster than these younger marines that's probably not in my cards. But anyways, point being, that's going to be our next book. I do know that it is available in ebook. It is available in audiobook. The paperback comes out uh, on the 10th, I think. So by the time we post our episode, the paperback will be out and available. But it is available digitally and audio. I know we have a lot of audio files out there. The good news is, is that actually I was looking back at the books that we've read. We have read a lot of books that have been available on audio so far. So far. Just, it's exciting, and Throne of Light obviously will be available. We'll, we'll do that after Sigismund. will obviously be available in audio too. So, is that supposed to be like our next book after this one, and then probably <laughs> the Triumph of Saint Catherine? We'll see if I get anything.
1: <laughs> my 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 uh, faith is like really low right now
0: when stuff shipping. <laughs> is this gonna be what was the book that took forever for me to read receive? Was- oh, the Triumph of Saint Catherine. Uh, that's the one that took me like three months to receive oh yeah where I was just like can I just get like a yay or nay on this book actually the wolf time as well because you had to
1: read that electronically
0: yes that one took forever too there's something weird going on in Denver y'all burn some incense I don't know what's going on I forgot that that one took forever to get into so anyways those are coming soon Keep your fingers Eventually, crossed.
1: Right. Yes. Fingers. Eventually. Crossed. <laughs> So, do you want to take us out, Carrie? Yeah, sure, Well, So you've listened to the Warhammer 40k book club episode regarding Assassinorm Kingmaker by Robert Rath. Be sure to join us next time for Sigismund The Eternal Crusader by John French. We are an unofficial book club and not affiliated with the Black Library or any of its affiliates. You can find both the vidcast and podcast on our website, wh40kbookclub.com. If you like this episode, please like, subscribe, give a review and all those things to the vidcast on YouTube or the podcast anywhere you get podcasts. Our site also has articles about our adventures and reading other Warhammer 40k books and short stories outside of the book club books. So please stay a while and read from a crack. And remember that I'm sure I'm all fairious even though I'm drinking out of this.
0: Life gives you laments. Blood for the blood god. <laughs> As night, I everybody. sip my super hardcore water.
1: I'm also sipping super hardcore water.
0: Hey, is disappointed. <laughs> Good night, everybody.
1: Stay hydrated, people. Stay hydrated. The Emperor wants you to.
0: But he needs a drink. He does need a drink. <laughs> Good night.